What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Friends of Fantasy Benefits Baseball Podcast. I'm Justin Mason, lead fantasy writer and analyst for FriendsFantasyBenefits.com. Join me on this episode is Dave McDonald. Dave, how you doing, my friend? Doing good, doing good. Just got back from uh, visiting Tony down in Cincinnati. Went there for uh, Super Bowl weekend. Uh, excellent game, by the way, right up until the end where they totally fucked everything up and made it uh, one of the worst endings I've ever seen to a football game ever. Uh, but uh, it was nice to spend time I mean, with... I, that's not I mean, true but okay. really really yeah. how not how not the worst ending to a football game ever how much football one, you one of, not one of the, not, one I mean, of the worst it was what terrible. was bad about it uh, uh like that like that's the equivalent of me like skimming your shoulder as you walk by and you accusing me of assault in the biggest moment in the biggest game like where could have had a great comeback from the from philly going down the field see if they could tie the game or win it and instead we got that ending it's terrible i mean i know this is a baseball podcast and i don't cover football <laughs> anymore but uh that was the right call like i mean that like he, he he held him disagree uh, but okay. anyway so i got to hang out with tony and his family and uh his two little add uh monster children um who i love very dearly michael and leah but uh whoo uh it was some hardcore uncle daving that weekend for sure <laughs> well we will transition away from you being uncle dave to just being dave and we will uh we're going to talk about yahoo leagues today so yes i know a lot of what gets talked about in the industry nowadays is nfbc and nfbc kind of centric but yahoo is still the most popular format uh to play fantasy baseball on and uh, and you play Yahoo. You play you know a fair amount of Yahoo. Um, I, I am dipping my toes into Yahoo um, this year, uh, and so I'm going to be definitely more of a kind of I'm learning along with the audience uh, uh, today. Uh, but uh, I think I'll also have a few things to add. But it'll be mostly your knowledge being dropped uh, today. So uh, before we jump into that, I uh, want to appreciate. Uh, want to give a shout out to everybody again who has given us five star reviews. Um, I gave away a free T-shirt on the podcast I did with Bruce yesterday. Oh, I so, missed it. Who won it? Yeah, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but oh, uh, I read through the reviews um, and um, 
and I uh, and I gave away a free T-shirt. Keep those five star reviews coming. If you've given us five star review since the beginning of the year, you will still be entered to win free shirts the rest of the time we're doing this contest. So wait, which shirt did he pick? Months. That's that's really what I want to know. I don't know. Yeah, he, he's got to reach out to me and tell me which shirt and give me okay. his, uh, give me All his right. email address. Fair so ho- hopefully he um, hopefully he does that. Uh, if he doesn't do it by the end of the month, then maybe I'll just pick two for next month or something like that. So okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, keep those five star reviews coming. They really, really help us out. Really appreciate everybody uh, who's doing that. Uh, there's still time to get into TGFBI satellite leagues, uh, so you can email me just in fantasy, or actually go to TGFBI, TGFBI.com to uh, to sign up to those. Uh, oh shit! I still, need to, I still need to sign up for uh, on on NFBC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go sign up on NFBC. If you're in DGFBI, go sign up on NFBC. Otherwise, uh, as of next week, I'm going to start replacing people. So, All right. um, All right. and then Potapalooza is coming up at the end of the month. So uh, uh, that's going to be a ton of fun. Definitely uh, mark off your calendar for the last weekend of February for Potapalooza. Uh, follow Dave on Twitter at RunDMCD. Don't forget to D. Don't uh, forget to follow me on Twitter at Justin Mason FWFB. Uh, follow Fantasy Benefits on Twitter at Fantasy Benefits. Uh, and Cubby Noel in the chat tonight with oh, the nice. five stars and the eggplant emoji. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we will take the eggplant emoji along with the five star reviews. So appreciate uh, that. Yeah, that's 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 uh, very on par for my boy James there. Yeah, he's uh, he he's in this current draft that I'm in as well. Uh, and I of course he may, is. <laughs> I may actually like his team uh, a bit more than mine. So Ooh, we'll see. We'll right. see how he's he's okay. got a nice little team he's building. It's definitely that's, that's much, a low that's a low bar for you to be above Cubby, but I I, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> uh, he's he's definitely uh, it's a, definitely a different build than I've got. So, uh, but, but that's a discussion for another night. Let's talk about some of these Yahoo leagues. Let's start kind of with like the different kind of games and price points they've got over there. Cause I think some people, one of the big barriers to entering something like NFBC is not having the bank rule to play in a bunch of these leagues. Right. So what, what do they have over at Yahoo? Yeah. And so I, I only kind of keep track of a hundred dollar plus games. And like, so I have a, I have a list that I'm going to be putting on Rotosaurus whenever Jake actually gets around to helping me with this because I don't know how to do this. But I have a list of literally all the games from NFBC, Fantrax, and Yahoo, all the different pro- price points, entry fees, all the different rules, uh, the payout structures, all of that information. Um, and so I do know that Yahoo, I think they have leagues as low as $10, I want to say. Um, like 25, 50, and then like I only play 100, 250, 500, and 1,000. I think 1,000 is their still their their uh, highest price point for their league. So, um, you know, NFBC does have some lower, like they do have $50 leagues. I don't know. Does, does NFBC have any $25 leagues? I can't remember. They do for football, but not for baseball. For baseball. Okay. Um, and Yahoo has leagues as low, starting as low as $5. So not $5. They, have, okay. they have their free leagues as well, but they have. Five dollars, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, hundred, two fifty, five hundred, and a thousand. Right, and then they've got uh, they've got Roto, and then they've got three different head-to-head options. I I, I looked it up before coming on here. I, I you can look it up too. I don't play head-to-head, so you know it's just kind of it's a weekly game head-to-head. You face a team for a week, but just how they score the points head-to-head is there's three different ways. Like one of them's points, one of them's Roto, and then like one of them's some kind of other variant. Um, they don't have any standard points leagues, I know. And then they're they're all twelve team leagues at Yahoo. 
they're daily changes. So you, you, every, it's not like uh, fan tracks where it locks weekly or NFBC where it's bi-weekly for hitters and weekly for pitchers. Um, it's, you know, every day you're, you're looking at the lineup and you're taking guys out and putting guys in based on whether they're in their actual team's lineup for that day. Um, there's, there's trading allowed in Yahoo leagues. Um, and, uh, I think, I think it's the easiest of all the high stakes options to make money. Like it's not as top heavy as, as, uh, NFBC, like in terms of first place in NFBC gets a huge premium with Yahoo. Uh, but then in NFBC, sometimes third place doesn't even make their money back or they barely make their money back. But in Yahoo, like you're getting paid, uh, for third place even. So you're talking about top three places out of 12 and you're still making money. So like if you're playing a thousand dollar entry fee, it's $1,400 for third place, 3,600 for second, and then 6,000 for first. So um, it's, it's very, very easy if you're good at fantasy baseball to have a nice ROI in, in Yahoo leagues. Yeah. And I think that is one of the things that, like I said, is, is a barrier for people to get into NFBC with, but this is how you can build your bankroll up to, if yeah. you want to start playing in some of those high money leagues and start in these five and $20 leagues and kind of, you know, prove that you can win them consistently and kind of build that bankroll up. Uh, and, still so, keep, and still keep playing them too, because like, mm-hmm. I like to use it as like a, di- a diversification kind of thing. Like if I have a lot of the same guys in FBC leagues, or if I just have a bad year, because even, even if you have a solid year, you can still not cash an NFBC because the competition level is higher than, than the average Yahoo league where, you can still, if you lose money in FBC, you can make money in Yahoo League. So that's why I always say you should do both if you can. So these are daily lineups in daily fab, right? Yes. Yeah. Every night you can, you don't have to, but you can, you can pick guys up and they're uh, unlike NFBC, you don't need to have a dollar. Like you can go down to zero and still bid $0 on players, but every single night there's fab. So, and then they're also 12 team leagues. So, Talk yeah. and we've got let, let's actually talk about the roster kind of construction a little bit because there is a little bit difference in terms of catchers. This is these are one catcher leagues, right? These are 12 team yes. one catcher leagues as opposed to NFBC being 12 or 15 team two catcher leagues. No corner infield, no right. uh middle infield, only three outfielders with right. two utilities, yeah. eight pitchers as opposed to nine pitchers. Um so how does that change your kind of draft strategy in terms of when you're going in? Are you thou like ignoring catcher? Are you, um, you know, are you putting a more emphasis on pitching because uh, there are less hitters than you typically would see in like a standard roto league? Right. So this is a, this is a very complex question because there's a lot that goes into this. So first I'll say there is more of a skew towards pitching because 44% of your starting roster is pitching compared to just 39% in NFBC. Um, there's only one less starting pitcher, uh, eight compared to nine in NFBC, uh, whereas there's four less hitters that you're starting in Yahoo compared to NFBC because you're starting um, you're starting 10 hitters instead of 14 because, as you said, there's there's no middle infield, there's no corner infield, there's only three outfielders. There are two utility slots, though. Um, so that kind of changes things for util-only players as well. But so... Here's how I approach the draft. The first thing I'm doing is still the same as I do in NFBC leagues, which is uh, I'm looking from from back to front. I'm looking where can I get starting caliber players the latest, and then that's the position that I want to wait on in these drafts. So if you feel really good about the depth of first baseman where you're like, okay, like 
the twelfth first baseman off the board, I still think it's very good starting first baseman. Then you want to wait on that. You don't want to be taking first base, you know, as your first or second pick if you can avoid it. Yes, you have that extra utility slot, but really it's about you want strength at every single position, and that actually includes catchers. So the catchers, it's it's very it's it's nuanced. So it's not just you're not avoiding them, but you're also not paying up the way you do in NFBC because you know, in FBC, you got 15 teams in most leagues and you're starting two catchers in every league. So you're, you've got 30 catchers that are in play. Whereas with this, you've only got 12, you know, now granted people can carry multiple catchers and sometimes they do. Um, especially if you've got a guy like Varsho, who's also eligible in the outfield. I love Varsho and Yahoo because of that. Like you're thinking like, Oh, I'm not going to play a catcher at, uh, you know, at in the outfield or whatever, but you actually, there are going to be times where you're probably going to do that because, now, granted, this year, I think he's going to be playing outfield every day, though, right? Like, for mm-hmm. the yeah. – yeah. So so he's probably going to be just like an everyday player. That's what you need to do. You need to have catchers that play every day. If you don't, it's infuriating trying to – because you have to set your, your lineup the day of, but you do the fab the night before, right? So if you're talking about your who you're starting on Wednesday, you have to make pickups on Tuesday. Well, I don't know who's going to be – if my guy's going to be starting on Wednesday because I'm just picking him up on Tuesday – so, like, if you don't have an everyday catcher, and we all know there's, what, a half a dozen of those guys maybe, tops, um, you know, you want one of those guys because you – otherwise, you're losing out on counting stats because there's game-played limits, but nobody ever reaches that with catchers because catchers sit so often. So, unless you want to burn a, a valuable bench slot because there's only uh, five bench slots, you know, compared to, to seven in NFBC – so unless you want to burn a bench slot by having another a second catcher, but even then you might have two catchers that are sitting on the same game, same day, you know, because there's catchers that only play like forty to sixty percent of the time. You could have two guys sitting, and then you got no catcher to play that day. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why you want to have those guys who can play every day. It's a huge advantage. Um, you know, I had I had all the Sal Perez back in was it 2019 when he had his big year, and and that was. That was a massive reason why I, I did as well as I did was because of that that catcher thing. But you're also if you're looking at ADP, you know, NFBC compared to Yahoo, you can't look at where the catchers go because they're not going to be going that high in, in Yahoo because of the fact that you only have 12 to play. I'm just saying make sure you get one of those top guys that you can actually put in and start every day. It doesn't have to be the number one guy. You don't have to take him in the second round or you know, like JTR or whatever. But make sure you get one of those guys uh, relatively early because they are that valuable. Okay, so you mentioned there are games played limits. Yes. Um, so you can't like nest. I'm assuming there's also starts limits or uh, yep. in terms innings of innings per, pitched. Per yeah. Okay, so inning pitch limits. So while this these are daily like moves, you're not continuously streaming guys in and out necessarily because you don't want to reach those caps or you don't, you want to get as close to without hitting them too early. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, again, it's like, it's, it's a complicated question, but so it keeps a tally and it'll tell you what you're on track for, like in terms of like your current roster and it'll say, okay, if you're playing the way you are, you're, it'll be like plus or minus in the games played. So it'll be like, if you see like plus 10 for your outfielders, that means that you're on pace to go over by 10, meaning like you're going to get to the end of the season and you're not going to be playing. Uh, you're not going to have outfield slots. Cause once you reach your games played limit, 
that slot just shuts off. Like you can't you can't play anybody in that slot anymore. Um, but what you can do, and this what you can do with uh, innings pitched, is you can get right up to it's fifteen hundred. I think it's is it fifteen hundred innings. Uh, whatever the number of innings is, uh, I think, oh, 500. Look, let's say it's 500 innings. Um, you can get r- as close to 500 innings as possible, and then you can find a day where you have a whole bunch of starters all going on the same day, and you can pick up free agents that you, you know, want to stream. Um, you know, obviously, you want to be judicious with your choices. You don't want to just stream anybody, but if you trust them, if you're like, okay, I, I think this is a solid matchup, then you can try to stream, like, say, nine pitchers or, or like seven or whatever all on the same day and you can go way over the limit so you can get up to like 1495 innings or whatever uh you don't want to go too close to the sun because then if you accidentally hit 1500 you can't do this but get as close to 1500 as possible and then just fly over because it'll count all of those innings yeah i actually did this in a uh, it was a espn league yeah that had a that had a uh innings uh max uh and yeah, I, I just waited till I think it was like the third to last day of the season, and I used like seven starters on that day to go way over. I just made sure I was like two innings short of the limit, and then yeah, did that. It's a, it's a really good end game strategy. Um, so when you're when you're looking at pitching, so I want to I want to talk a little bit kind of about uh, starting pitching. Um, are you looking since there is kind of an innings limit? Mm-hmm. Are you looking less at guys that might be like guys you're going to be streaming in and out and more of like, hey, I want to get a really strong starting pitching base? So the thing is, because these are so shallow, like because it's 12 team leagues, there's less players on your team. There's 23 compared to 30 in NSBC. So, you know, that's, you know, a lot less, a lot more guys that are back in the pool. Mm-hmm. The available pitchers are really good especially in the first half of the season as you get towards the end of the season uh generally what happens is the the pitching becomes more sparse so i try to play pitching more in the first half um where but but you can stream guys because like you're not streaming crap right like there's actually like good players out there you know like robbie ray the year he broke out went undrafted everywhere you know like there's always guys like that out there who you know, Strider and everything. There's so many guys that you can pick up and, you know, and you can, you can be judicious, right? So like if there's a two start week and I don't like one of the two starts, I, I only have to play him for the one, right? Like I can pick him up for one start and drop him right after that. Um, you know, and you can kind of see, okay, are they, are they showing me something in the start where I'm actually going to hold on to them or do I just want to move on? So you can actually stream a lot. Uh, it, it would seem like, you wouldn't need to, but you're, you are going to stream a fair amount in this. What about like relief pitchers and closers? Are you less likely to spend on those at the draft table because it's so shallow and you typically pick guys up in season? So actually you want to pay up for the top tier closers because these guys in a daily moves league, they're like gold because they play, they pitch every, every day. You know, I mean, obviously they're not every day, but they're always in play. Right. So you're, and, and with those guys, you want the guys who are going to give you good ratios because, you know, you're getting closers who are giving you good ratios, then you don't have to you, – your starting pitchers don't have to be as good because you're getting those elite ratios from your closers. And what I like to do is I like to build up a lead in saves early and then like two or three months in, try to trade those guys. Like, um, 
because a lot of teams will be, you know, they'll have ignored saves to that point and they'll need them desperately. They'll trade like ace starters and, you know, good hitters for, you know, uh, if you've got a top tier closer and you're trading a statistic that if you built up that lead, you don't need those guys anymore. You've probably collected several closers by then, um, you know, and yes, being daily, it is easier to pick these guys up than in a weekly fab league like NFBC where, you know, but there is still that high competition level amongst like when you're bidding on guys, it's mostly those closers who are going to be going for a lot. And a lot of times people are speculating, speculating, you know, they don't know that this guy's going to be the closer that you see someone get a save. They're like, Oh, he could be the closer. So they're throwing like, you know, it's a hundred dollars instead of a thousand of fab. So they'll be throwing like, you know, $30 at a guy who might not even get any saves. So um, I, I usually, I'm more willing to, to go early closer than early starter in most situations. Okay. Um, then like, what about, you mentioned there's two utility spots. Yeah. Does that make it more likely that you would draft a, um, a Nelson crew? I mean, obviously Nelson should probably go on later than, uh, you know, he would be being drafted um, in a league like this. He's probably a waiver wire, but would you be more apt to roster a UT only player because you've got more two spots or, how do you use that to your advantage? Yeah, so it's again, it it seems that way, and and yes, I am technically more willing to draft a utility lonely guy if there's like if there's a guy who I feel really good about, and I'm like, okay, I really want this guy, but it's obviously in a one utility spot league, it's really tough to roster those guys. But the problem with it in Yahoo is the small bench. That small bench comes back to bite you in so many ways because you need to have flexibility on on your roster, like those guys. Who give, who give you flexibility at multiple positions are gold because they allow you to do things like take a utility-only player and to not have to stream guys as much. Because if someone's not in the lineup that day and we don't know you know, from the night before, right, we're doing fab on Tuesday for the games on Wednesday, we don't know until Wednesday if a guy's going to be out of the lineup. You know, um, Anthony Rizzo might be sitting that, that day. And, oh, no, I don't have a backup first baseman. Now, I'm, now I'm, I've got a, a hole there. Now – because of the game's play limit, you don't have to start hitters every single game, and you can still reach that game's play limit pretty easily. But what I like to do is be able to pick and choose. So if I've got uh, a mediocre first baseman and they're facing DeGrom, I don't really want to start him that game because he's probably not going to do much. So I want to be able to bench guys versus the elite starters where I can. And I can't do that if I'm taking zeros because I don't have a backup at those positions. So that's where having those util only players makes it more difficult because you really have to have a lot of flexibility uh, on your roster to, to accommodate that. And the eligibility requirements are, are lower in Yahoo, right? It's it's 10 games the previous season and five games in season. And so there are more guys with those multi-positional yes. kind of eligibilities, but you definitely want to prioritize them, right? Yeah. And pay attention to guys who are going to be playing new positions in the upcoming season because they won't start with that eligibility, but they'll gain it eventually. But or and, yeah. and, and much quicker than they would in a, yes. in a traditional league. Exactly. Um, how, how do you organize your bench? Because you said you got these shallow benches. So are you just looking for guys who can cover as many spots for you as possible? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I'm. You, you want to keep the best players possible, but you also have to have a backup at every position. You know and and so that's where, again, like you see the two IL slots and you're thinking, okay, I can take more risks. Yes, 
Yes, you can. But again, you, you also need to balance that with, if you've got guys who are going to be missing games here and there, you know, some of the older veterans and whatnot and guys with back problems um, who are going to sit, you know, take Josh Donaldson. Uh, and in, in any given week, he's going to sit at least one game, right? You know, he's not going to play every day. So what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At positions like that, I got to make sure I have at least one backup for that position, if not two. Um it's it's mitigated somewhat with outfielders because you're going to have with three outfield starting slots you're going to have more outfielders on your bench slash in the utility slot so i think you can take more risks with your outfield but with your um you know first second short and third i think in catcher you need to be kind of more mindful of okay i need to make sure i have backups here and i need to make sure i'm not too injury prone at these positions Let's talk about the IL kind of spots because, I mean, you and I play in a lot of NFBC where we don't have IL spots, right? And so we right. become, we tend to become a lot more, and you you specifically are a lot more kind of risk-averse, health risk-averse, especially uh, because we don't have these IL spots. But you do have IL spots in Yahoo uh, and yeah. in the majority of fantasy leagues. Does that make it more likely for you to take a shot on, let's say, old friend Byron Buxton in <laughs> Yahoo as opposed to a place like NFBC? Yeah, um, and so I did. I took a I took a lot of Byron Buxton last year. I think I had six or seven Yahoo leagues, and I think I had him in five. So um, I didn't have to overspend on him. Like he fell to like the fifth round or whatever, where I felt comfortable taking him because you are looking at the best players on a per plate appearance basis because you can put them on the IL if they get hurt. Uh, the problem with guys like Buxton is that they don't always go on the IL. And so sometimes you've got a guy who is, you know, healthy, but not playing. And so then your, your flexibility once again is being strained. So, uh, you know, there's, there was a lot of times last year where I was like, should I drop him? Should I hold on to him? You know, he started off, he was elite for the first, you know, couple months. And then he fell off a cliff once he got hurt. And it was just like, oh my God, what, what am I going to do? I just drop him. Do I hold him? I should have dropped him to be to be honest with you, but um, that's that's the problem with with that uh, with guys like him. Um, and I kind of I was kind of kicking myself after for having too much Byron Bucks, and I was like, why was I all in on this guy? You know, thinking like, okay, he's really good when he plays, and since there's IL slots, I don't have to worry about that. But uh, yeah, you, you still kind of have to worry about that, unfortunately. Um, but I am more willing to take some risks, and uh, because there's so many guys who good players who go undrafted. I like to draft the already injured players in, in going into the year who don't have like pitchers who aren't don't have an arm injury. Like Nestor Cortez has a, a grade two hamstring strain. Now that's not nothing, but it's also not an arm injury. So 
I'm more willing to draft a guy like that because I can stash him on the IL slot to start the year and then immediately go and pick up a guy who should have been drafted. Because there's every year there's so many guys who are really good who should be drafted who just aren't because it's so shallow. But as people start filling in those IL slots, the pool the pool gets uh, thinner and thinner. Yeah. Um, so are you drafting Jacob DeGrom in? <laughs> what round? Uh, I mean, I don't know what his ADP is in, in Yahoo, but let's say third yeah, round. Third round would be interesting. Um, I could see that being possible. Um, I Definitely not in the first two rounds. I don't know. It would be tough for me to mentally get over. I, I don't think DeGrom, I, I just don't trust the health to such a degree that I don't think I could do it in the third. If he was there in the fourth, but that's not going to happen. Okay. Um, do you use, so I do an article, or I did an article last year, a series of articles last year, comparing NFBC ADP to the ADPs of Yahoo, ESPN, um, Fantrax, and I think CBS as well. Uh, yeah. Looking for kind of, hey, NFBC is the best of the best. There's a reason why the ADP is the way it is. Whereas you get a lot of people who aren't really sh- as sharp in these other formats. Yeah. Do you use the NFBC ADP as a way to identify, hey, here's some really good deals over on Yahoo? Yeah. And so you definitely don't want to get fall into the trap of thinking of ADP as a valuation system because it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I do want to see where guys going, you know, Yahoo has, uh, their, their player ranks. You need to know that and you need to compare it to NFBC and see who goes later than that. But at the same time, the higher stakes you go, generally I've found the 250, $501,000 leagues, they all are either familiar with NFBC or they just don't care. And they're going to get their guys in, in Yahoo. Like I will, let's say there's like a difference of a hundred between uh, a guy's NFBC ADP and his Yahoo rank. I would not bank on him getting to the point where he is at in the Yahoo ranks for sure. But I would probably try to take like a round discount on him compared to where he goes in NFBC. So, you know, if he's normally going 50 and Yahoo ranks has him at 150, I'd probably try to take him around like 70 or something like that or 75 or, you know, somewhere where I'm still getting that discount because people are going to be looking at the Yahoo ranks, but also not, not complete like i'm not completely uh you know just going based on the yahoo ranks either because they are sharper the higher dollar amount leagues you do would that make that makes a lot of sense um all right then how do you handle double headers in yahoo so the thing you have to realize with the double headers is that you know you're it's two games that you're being charged with. You know, you're not getting two games worth of stats for one game. You're getting charged with two games. So if it's not a good positive environment for your hitter, I would consider benching him. Cause if I have a guy going to a bad park or facing, you know, a really good pitcher or two really good pitchers or a really good pitcher and a solid pitcher, even um, I don't want two games. I don't want to be charged with two games of that, you know, cause I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's again, it's not just, the day counts as one game. It counts as two separate games. So, you know, and, and if you're talking about catchers or some of those older vets or injury prone guys who are going to get a day off, they're not going to play the double header, right? Like they're going to play one and then sit for the other. And I'm pretty sure you still get charged for both. And even if they don't, so the way that they, the way that they charge you for a game is if you come in, even as like a defensive replacement, as a pinch runner, a pinch hitter, they charge you with the full game. 
So that's why I also always want to make sure if a guy's not starting for his team's lineup, I'm getting him out of the starting lineup. Like if you leave him in, you won't be charged with the game if he doesn't play. But if he comes in for any reason whatsoever, even if he doesn't have a net bat, it still charges you with the game. So you want to be judicious when it comes to doubleheaders. You don't necessarily want to target doubleheaders unless it's like a young player who's going to be playing both games, you know, like a doubleheader in Coors with a guy who's going to be playing both games, you know, um, Bo Bichette playing both games in Coors. Yes, that's that would be great. Uh, but like, you know, Joey Votto uh, in, uh, I don't know, a pitcher's park play, facing two good pitchers. I don't, I don't want to play him. Makes sense. What about, like, how do you handle your fab in Yahoo leagues? That might be different than we usually talk about with NFBC or, or kind of weekly fab leagues. Yeah, so I mentioned you can you can use $0 bids, and you can put those in at any point, but obviously once all your money is gone, you can still make bids on players, which is huge compared to NFBC. Um, I'm aggressive early. Uh, you know, I'm not penalized for it here like I am in NFBC. <laughs> so uh, I... I do like to be, you know, you, you see in the first month is where you're going to find most of the value. Like the guys who, who made the changes over the off season, you know, the, the new pitch mixes, the, the velo upticks, you know, all that stuff that our, that our buddy Nick, who's in the comments section here, will be documenting for us on pitchers list. Um, you know, we'll know who to pick up early, you know, and all that stuff. So, um, if you see a guy who's looking good, like Spencer Strider last year, you know, Put in those aggressive bids on these guys because um, you will still be able to get plenty of players with those $0 bids later. Um, I also like to look at the upcoming schedule, see when, you know, the Colorado hitters, when they're when they're coming up on a long home stretch or even whatever, even for a couple games, pick those guys up, play them for their Colorado games, and then dump the guys who are, who are worthless when they go uh, away. Um, so when they go to their away stretches, you can, you can get rid of them. Sometimes they'll be picked up. Depends on how good they are though. Like if we're talking about Brendan Rogers, uh, might be kind of a borderline guy where you probably don't need to hold him through the away stretches. You can play him at home and, and then drop him and pick him up before he goes to Coors again. And, uh, kind of same thing with Cincinnati. I like to look at whenever guys are going to great American ballpark. If there's, if there's a solid power hitter available out there, like a, you know, a Randall Gritchick or something like that caliber who might not be good enough to hold on your team long-term, but is good enough to play in positive, you know, hitting environments and stuff. Uh, I just wanted to point out Crystal, uh, Crystal Mir, uh in the chat said in head to head, you can play all the double headers you want because in head to head, there's probably no uh, caps in terms of innings caps. And I would, yeah, I they, would re they so. reset the reset every week. So that's a, that's a really good point. So if you're playing head to head, uh, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, all right. There is trading in Yahoo. Uh, yeah. And this is another one of the big differences between Yahoo uh, versus like NFBC. NFBC, there's no trading because they don't want any kind of risk of collusion because the amount of money people are playing with. In Yahoo, you can trade. Um, I've had mixed, re re mixed results trading in public. <laughs> um, what has your experience been like? Uh, I mean, my experience is pretty much infuriating uh, <laughs> at, at all levels, but I I usually come out on top in terms of making my team better. So here's the thing. With trading in Yahoo, um, understand that you're dealing with morons, and it is going to be frustrating. Um, they never accept the initial offer. Like, you could offer them, uh, you know, you could offer them Mike Trout 
for a guy who's on a little hot streak uh, at any time. And they'll, and they'll be like suspicious of it. And then they'll ask you to include Shane McClanahan on top. Like, no, there it's there's zero chill in the Yahoo trade offers. I mean, you will see ridiculous shit all the time. I, I had Trey Turner in the league. I was being offered like Corey Seager and other nonsense for him. And I'm like, you know, guys, like make an effort here. Give me something that I can accept, you know, but really what you have to do is you have to take the ego out. You don't need to win the trade. Your goal is just to make your team better. So I'm willing to offer more to the other guy as long as it's helping me. And I don't care if I'm not getting the better end of the deal. Like if I'm trading away a closer because I'm, I've got a huge lead on the saves, those saves are doing me nothing. I don't care if I'm getting a bad deal. I just need to get better. I just need my team to be better. So if I need more steals, I'll trade a good closer for a mediocre guy who will get me steals if, if that's what I need. It's all about making your team better. You have to take your ego out. Just get the deals done because the teams who win are the teams who make those deals, you know. And um, the problem is it's you, you don't really have any way to communicate with these people. So, like, I can't, like, call them on the phone and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And you can actually – who do you like on my team and all that stuff? Like there's no, I don't think there's really like, a, there might be a Yahoo chat, but nobody uses it. I mean, it's like, I think they got rid of the Yahoo chat this year too. Okay. I mean, it yeah. didn't matter. It was, it was useless anyhow. Um, like nobody responds to shit. If you wait till the day before the trade deadline, you're not getting anything done. Um, you have to look ahead. And one of my, one of my favorite things to do is you can move up in categories different ways, or you can, you can make, you can move up by making your <laughs> Ian Khan can call them for you. <laughs> You've never been in a league with Ian. Ian is uh, Ian will call you on the phone anytime he wants to make a trade with you, and it's uh, it's smart he, though. He's the, he's the best trader I've ever traded with, and I've been playing in trading leagues for twenty years. I mean, it's it's unreal how good he is. That <laughs> that's is. the thing. Like you need to know what the other player, who the other player values. You know, um, Dave McDonald doesn't value Cedric Mullins the way that Justin Mason does. So. But the, the, these no one, like, no one. Cedric Mullins' mother doesn't value Cedric Mullins. <laughs> exactly. So you have to know who they value. If they don't value players the same way that you do, like you, you make them an offer that you think is an obvious, like okay, they have. There's no way they're going to say no to this, and then they say no. Um, everybody values players differently, and without being able to talk to them, it's really difficult to figure that out. So you're like, you're throwing offers out there. There's a notes section. So I always say in the notes section, like. If you prefer other guys to this guy, you know, let me know or whatever. You know, I'm always trying to to like get more information out of people because otherwise you're not going to get anything done. I mean, it's you really have to figure out you're looking at okay, I'm looking at the standings and trying to figure out who needs if I have an excess in home runs, who needs home runs? I'm not going to offer uh, a home run hitter to a guy who can only gain one point in home runs because he probably doesn't care that much. Um, but the guy who's maybe has two points in home runs, but can gain six standing points there with a with a good couple of weeks. He's probably pretty interested in you know Aaron Judge if I don't need him at that point. You know, it's you're always trying to figure out where can I move the needle for other people that also doesn't hurt me. So if I'm not going to lose points or I'm going to lose very minimal points, I don't mind giving away more than I'm getting. That's that's absolutely fine by me. There's another thing you can do too, which is looking to who your biggest competition is and how you can hurt them. So how you can help their competition. So you can target people, trading partners by looking at, okay, if I improve this guy's saves, he can pass my competition 
in saves and therefore lower his total points. So there's multiple ways you can go about trading and, and multiple ways you can get ahead. And I, I try to take all of that stuff into account. I put it all into Excel doc and I keep track of all this stuff when I'm trying to make trade offers. Do you run into issues with people giving up uh, in Yahoo, which is probably more common than it is in NFBC? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even bother making trade offers to the team that has 30 points, you know, in, in August, you know, obviously he's given up on life. Um, you know, he's not, he's not making any deals. He's not even trying at that point. It's really just the top half of the league, most likely by uh, probably honestly by July, I would say. Um, sometimes you you at the higher price points, you will have really competitive leagues where like the top eight are all still in contention, top nine, maybe out of 12. Um, but, you know, especially if you're talking $100 and lower, yeah, people are, are definitely giving up. All right, let's talk about probably the only divisive part of this podcast where we talk about how <laughs> Yahoo treats Otani as two separate players yes. as opposed to one. And what uh, did I put there? What did I say next to it? You incorrectly wrote as it should be. No, I said, uh, I said correctly as it should be. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, I know. Incorrect. Yeah. It's incorrect that the, it, he is not two separate people. He should not it be treated as such. Doesn't in a game. matter. It doesn't matter. You can't do that. It breaks the game. If if you allow people to use him in a daily changes league as both a hitter and a pitcher, it's broken. That's te- that. That's absolute cheating. I I do think that it is a, a very good argument in the daily moves leagues because yeah, yeah. I mean, I was talking about this with Paul uh, on the sleeper in the bus earlier today. Because uh, we were we were talking about starting pitchers, and we, we you know we we kind of talked about Otani, and I said like there is no comparable player to him no. in a daily moves league because like I've like my values have him as a thirty something dollar hitter and a twenty something dollar pitcher, and there's no fifty something dollar player um, no. In, no. in a daily. It's move not league. even close. I mean, yeah. like it, in every daily league, he should be the number one player and there's not even a discussion like there is zero discussion on that. Um, but you, you have to do that. I won't play. I I won't play in the league because I don't even have any say over, you know, okay, if you're going to do this, the only way you can do it is if you do what they do in like the NFBC platinum league and where you bid, uh, fab dollars for your, for your draft slot. Mm -hmm. Um, so if, if you're going to have a system, because the thing with Yahoo and Fantrax is you have no say over where you draft. Um, it's not like an FBC. They don't have KDS where you can rank all your draft slots by the order you want them in. They just assign you a random draft slot, 1 through 12. So if I'm in a league where I don't know, I don't have any control over getting the first pick, where Otani plays as both a hitter and a pitcher, fuck that. I'm not playing. I don't want to, I'm at such a disadvantage to the guy who takes him at number one. I'm not doing it. So, yes, correctly in Yahoo, you can, Otani is two separate players. He's a utility only player, and then he's a starting pitcher. Um, and you can draft both versions of him. Like you can take Otani with your first round pick, Otani the start the utility player, and then the second round you can take him as a as a pitcher. So he's two separate players in this. How do you end up with Otani? You know, because in this format with him only being a hitter or a pitcher, because like, are you going to take a util only player in the first round? Oh, um, no, I wouldn't. I would definitely not take the. Otani hitter or pitcher in the first round, but I would still be interested in, in both of those. Yes. 
Um, where does he typically go? I honestly don't know the. I have I have no idea. I have not done any Yahoo leagues yet. Yeah, the, the the frustrating thing about Yahoo is sometimes they don't even open up their games until like the week that baseball is starting. Um, so you'll probably see me on Twitter like spamming Yahoo Fantasy Care or whatever their bullshit Twitter is, <clears throat> and I'm like, hey. Uh, can we get some games going here so I can actually draft some leagues before the season starts? Like you know, they are they are open now. So okay, uh, all right, you can, well, they, can register. The last couple of years, it's been it's been rough going. So uh, yeah, I also want to say one other thing that I, I didn't get to talk about for roster construction. Oh yeah, um, because the available talent in the waiver wire is is at most positions is fairly deep. What you really want to do is take advantage of the rare positions in Yahoo. So you want to look at those tier drop offs. And say, okay, if you know, we, I, I said, if you think first base is deep, wait on first base. But if you think that there's only like five shortstops that are way above the rest, make sure you draft those early shortstops. Like you don't want to be falling behind because it's the 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 positional scarcity is a very very real thing in Yahoo more than it is in, in NFBC. Um, you know, you're only starting three outfielders. I know that outfield is is widely considered very shallow this year. But you're still only starting three guys, so I'm still avoiding outfield if possible. Now, in the first round, if by far the best player on the board is an outfielder, that's fine. But then I'm not looking to draft them where I can take other comparable players at different positions. Um, okay. and, uh, you know, Make sure you're getting a hitter from the top couple tiers at every position. Get as many five-category contributing hitters as possible because it's so tough to hold guys like even prime Michael Brantley where they're giving you good average and counting stats, but no power, no speed. Really, it's hard to hold on to even speed-only guys or power-only guys. You 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 really want those those guys who contribute to all categories because, um, and obviously that obviously that's what you want. But I'm saying those guys who are really limited, um, where they're only like two or three category guys, are really really difficult to hold uh, long term. Like you're going to be dropping them most likely. So. Um, they're very expendable. You, you want to make sure you're getting as many of those balanced or potentially balanced guys as possible. Okay. Uh, anything else I forgot to ask you? Um, I, I, w- I will also add it's a phenomenal app. Um, you know, NFBC and Fantrax, I don't even know. I mean, NFBC has a, an app. It's not great. Fantrax, I don't even think they have an app. I think it's just like it just takes you to like the, the website or whatever. Um, if it is an app, I mean, there's technically an app. I don't know how it functions. Like it's just a website though. It's, it's not good. Um, Yahoo is so easy to use. Like it is very easy for me to be away from my computer and still easily change my lineup, um, or even put in fab bids and stuff like that. So the ease of use for Yahoo and, uh, the fact that it's the easiest way to make money in high stakes or, or low stakes, whatever you want to play. Um, and there's so many ways because of all the specific rules, there's ways that you can take advantage of things that give you an edge over the general public. So um, all those make Yahoo a really positive environment for me in terms of playing it. Like it's just, I love NFBC. It'll always be my first love, but I'll still keep playing Yahoo, a bunch of Yahoo leagues because I know I'm going to make money every year doing it and it's pretty easy to do it. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're getting into it this year, Justin, that I'll definitely be able to help you out. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm doing some listener leagues for the sleeper on the bus. Uh, and there are going to be a couple of yahoos that kind of fold into that. I may do a couple public leagues as well. Just want to try to broaden my horizon. Like I said, Yahoo is the most 
popular format to play on. Um, in, and I know that uh, we often, the industry kind of, I don't know, uh, default to NFBC because that's where the big money is. That's where the industry is starting to go. Uh, but for the most part, I want to say like something like 70% of leagues are played on Yahoo. Like it's, it's, it's unreal. So I, I want to make sure we're covering that format as well. Um, this is an awesome episode. Thank you for all the education there, Dave. No problem. Yeah. we can, uh, I think we kind of talked about, we definitely wanted to cover more Yahoo stuff in season mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I, I, I will be, you know, well, you will be too. We'll, we'll have <laughs> knowledge of the player pool where we can say, here's some guys coming up that you'll want to pick up. You know, we're going to Coors, we're going to Cincy, stuff like that. Uh, guys who are heating up or whatever. So it's a very different player pool compared to NFBC. Like a lot of these guys won't be available there, but in Yahoo they are. So um, yeah, it'll be, I think will be, uh, it'll be a nice addition to the pod this year. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's anything in particular that you haven't heard us talk about that you want to hear us talk about or guests that you want us to profile, uh, definitely hit me up uh, either on Twitter, justinmissonfantasy at gmail.com or Dave on Twitter at rundmcd uh, or email the show, friendsandfantasybenefits at gmail.com. Dave, you got anything going on other than the pod and getting ready for the season? That's it, man, for right now anyways. All right. Uh, you can, uh, I already told you where you can reach us. Um, I am writing daily at Fangraphs, and I am now writing at Fantasy Pros. Uh, my first article should be up any day now. I submitted it yesterday, so I don't know. It's a uh, draft and hold primer. So if you're playing in draft and holds and kind of want a little bit of extra strategy and how to you know construct your rosters, things like that, um, that, like I said, will be up on Fantasy Pros here in the next day or so. Um, and then I'm on the Sleeper on the Bus podcast and TGFBI podcast as well as the Friends of Fantasy Benefits podcast, which is now going four episodes a week. If you like me, great. You're going to get four more for four total episodes of Friends of Fantasy Benefits. If you don't like me, I have co-hosts uh, that are probably better than me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so me and Bruce on Sundays, Dave and I on Mondays, uh, me and Sam are going to be doing a dynasty podcast that records mon- late Monday nights and comes out probably on Wednesday or Thursday, and then an episode on Fridays with Ray Coon. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna get plenty of content here over uh, on Friends of Fantasy Benefits for Dave and myself. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic baseball off season. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.